Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Ashback. Uh, and I'm Lil Shorty, your boy, Matt Golden. And this week we're talking about the second half of DC's New Age of Hero books. Yeah, there's uh, four that we reviewed on an earlier podcast. Uh, don't go listen to that. And if you're listening to this, go ahead and turn it off now uh, because we're going to review the next four. Yeah, obviously it's going to be spoilers for The Unexpected, New Challengers, Immortal Men, and The Curse. Of Brimstone. Even though there's like three or four of these for some of them, and there's only like one for a couple. So, we're going to start with The Unexpected, uh, written by Steve Orlando, art by Ryan Souk on the book. So, what do you think of The Unexpected going in? Well, i got to look at the cover so I can remember which one. Um, I didn't like it. This was my least favorite of all of them. I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody that now. I hated this fucking book. Uh, There was a really cool villain, and that was it. There was no other strong points. Yeah, it it takes place. You learn about it through a character named Firebrand, and she's the introduction. Uh, and she opens a book fighting Killer Croc, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it, it the, hooked me in immediately. And the art's great on this book. I really enjoyed the art on this book. Uh, but I really had no idea who the other characters were, who the other heroes. Like, I don't know what their abilities are what their powers are, or anything. Did, did, were, you, were you able to figure that out? No. Uh, you could have asked me three minutes after I read this book what Firebrand's name was, and I would not have been able to tell you. Like Nothing about this book <laughs> was the least bit memorable but the villain. He wears a sweet uh, gator skin cowboy hat by the looks of it with an eye in the middle of it, and he looks very southern and badass. And I want a book... About him, but I don't want a book about the rest of these characters. Yeah, Alden Quench is the villain. Alden Quench. He does look awesome. Uh, like Matt said, he's got this sweet, like, he's like, he's a, he's a rhinestone cowboy. That's he's what he a is. goddamn rhinestone cowboy. he's got like cowboy. this like, leather face to him. Uh, his power set also seems unclear. He wants Firebrand's heart for reasons unknown. Well, it's got powers. He doesn't just like want some random person's heart. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he specifically wants her heart. <laughs> uh, that would and, be and, insane. And, and not in a romantic way. <laughs> and like the violent uh, Temple of Doom type way. <laughs> but it's... And I agree with you. I thought this was a, uh, at best, a middle-of-the-road opening to a series. Since it's all new characters and you introduce so many new people at one time, it, it, it's kind of hard to get a sense of really anyone. Well, judging by the book, it's uh, four characters... Um, of which you see, you see all of them, uh, and you get a little bit of a taste for all of them, which you not don't necessarily get in, in all of these books that we're about to review, but I didn't really care for a single one of them. Not one. There's like a wizard guy, there's a big <laughs> strong guy, and then there's this strong lady with an ax and then firebrand. And that's it. That's all that I can tell you about this book. Yeah. So far, I don't know what makes this team unique. What makes them special? Uh, or even like what brings them together aside from trying to stop Alton Quench. So here's the thing. Um, I think that DC totally fucked a few of these things over. I think they gave them 27 pages for an opening book, which is the length that you give a running comic. If you're starting a series, you need to put around 40 pages 
to, uh, you know, like around 60 pages. You need to have something that really allows your audience to buy in. And I wasn't able to buy in. Yeah, it's, I mean, we got a sense of who Firebrand was. We got a sense of her power set, her background. Uh, we got a little bit of history with her family as well. Uh, but that's really it for the characters. Did you care about this person at all, Alex? No. no nothing really made me uh, you, care about her. You didn't give a shit about her, did you? No, not for a single issue. And no. It, it's one where I'll I'll read the trade when it comes out, and then and at that point I'll decide whether or not it's something I continue. Well, hold on. Is this a trade that you you plan on picking up? I'll pick it up digitally. Really? Yeah. The first one, are you like, are you like bought into buying two or three or? No, I'll, I'll just buy like the first trade, the for, a digital the version first of the trade. Okay, so you're going to give it five full issues. Yeah. And then, That's strong. And then I'll see from there whether it's going to want to continue. But I'll it, let it you tell me, me if it's any good because I personally am not going to pick up another issue of this. Uh, if it wasn't a number one and part of a set of eight new Age of DC heroes, I would throw it in the trash. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, and Steve Orlando has been a writer. Like recently, he wrote uh, DC's Night of the Monster Men, uh, that had issues from Nightwing, Detective Comics, and the main Batman book. And each issue was uh, also sto- the story on it was told by King Timian and Tim Seeley when it came to their current issues. And I thought he did a pretty good job on that, but this was a bit of a letdown because I know he's capable of better work. Yeah. Um... But the art was great. I will give... I have no complaints about the art. In this the book. art was fantastic. The art was really good. And so um, was the colorist, too. The color did a great job really making Alden Quinch's character stand out. Fuck the colorist. That guy's a piece of shit. But why don't we go ahead and move on to New Challengers. Uh, by Written by Scott Snyder, who we've talked about before. Uh, and art by Andy Kubert uh, as well. What do you think of this book? Uh, this would have been... I think you are going by the looks of it in reverse order of my favorite books. I didn't think this one was very good either. Yeah, I agree. This might be not might be. This is the least favorite thing I've read by Snyder. Who's one of my favorite writers in comics. Yeah, it's not close. It's bad. It's not good. It's mostly just because I read the first issue and I really have no idea like what this book is about. Yeah. Like what's going on now where the unexpected at least tells you the other characters names, the supplemental characters names. I don't think the the new challengers does that. Yeah, I, I don't like think I know these people's names. This is a hundred percent a a book or a story that I believe can't you, you get no sense of it in a single issue at all. At least in the unexpected, you get some sense of the story. You, you get a sense of a character and and the main antagonist. Uh, but this, it's I don't know what it was by the time it was over. Yeah, it was very frustrating. Uh, the whole thing. Um, even looking at it, it's so unremarkable and, and unmemorable that even looking at the cover here, like I'm like, I don't remember hardly at all what this book is about. It sucked so hard and I cannot. And it's like, and I know I, I can't, I know Snyder is really good at plotting. Uh, I don't think this was Snyder's work. I don't think this <laughs> was, I don't think this is something that he did fully. I think that somebody else. Threw his name on there. He threw some storyboard shit together. I don't know. I mean, I think he might have did it, but he might have like, okay, I need this beat by issue one, this beat by issue two, this beat by issue three. And it it might just be plotted out a little bit too thin. I'd or, be surprised. Or if, he's trying to tell too much in a single issue as I'd well. be surprised if Scott Snyder's name is on this for longer than two <laughs> or three issues. I really would be. Yeah. It's, it's a bad book. Yeah. I, I think this book continues. Uh, Can you tell me what the plot issues? of this book is? Like... People right? like, I uh, yeah. maybe die and they yeah. appear in a different place and that's it. 
Yeah, it's if this book goes past six issues, it'll be because of names on it because people pick up stuff written by Snyder and with art by Andy Kubert. So, yeah, I don't know. This is one. Avoid, avoid, I mean, avoid. Are you going to read the first trade of this digitally? I'll, I'll read the first trade digitally, but only because of the names attached to it. But again, it's it's in the same it's in the same boat as the unexpected to where I'm go I'm going to go in with low expectations. And I'm just going to read it because I feel like you need a full six issues to tell an arc. So after the first story arc, I'll know or not whether something I'm going to uh, continue with or drop. But it's nothing that I'm really even looking forward to. A lot of times, like, I go uh, to my comic book store and I see something new by Snyder and I'm always excited. This will be the first book written by him where I'll be going with more of a sense of an obligation that I need to read it. Yeah, uh, I think I would... Agree with everything you said, except for don't read this. <laughs> I agree with everything you said, except for I don't at all. So, what do you think of the Immortal Men? Uh, it was written by James Tinian for he's been doing Detective Comics for a while, and art by Jim Lee, the legendary Jim Lee. Finally, a uh, change of pace, and we get a little bit of a different story. Only bad thing about this book is I don't know the first three that we're reviewing: New Challengers, The Unexpected, and The Immortal Men. They're all team books. They don't really tell us who the team is here until the end, but you don't really know their names or what they can yeah, do. Yeah, or their goal, really. No, or their goal. But I liked this book, though. Like I can't yeah, say I that thought I, it was, I didn't like it. Unlike the first two books, the book was just more fun. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Uh, and for you, because you read Metal, it had the Joker who laughs in it. Yeah. Uh, it had it? some good cameos. It had strong plot point, and the art was solid. And it has some really cool-looking characters, too. It's cool characters. It did have a character whose name I can't remember, who's basically just looked like he was Blade. It was a guy <laughs> with, the, with the sword, with the same haircut, with, uh, with small eyes that was had blood on a sword, and the blood was powerful. It was, it was basically just Blade. But this seems to be more like a DC supernatural book, which I think is something that's really cool, uh, and that I'm, I'm looking forward to. It was kind of spooky, and I think this might be one that I... I pick up a trade regardless of um, of anything else. And I definitely am curious as to what's going to happen. And I definitely can't say that for those first two that we talked about. Yeah, it's interesting because there is a, a central character in this. Uh, but he is basically, to me, he was the least interesting part of the book. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, yeah. he was by far the least interesting part. Uh, but everything else, the, the characters you see on the cover of the book... Uh, which, unfortunately, uh, Fake Blade wasn't on there. I know. Uh, but the characters in the book, Jim Lee's art, all makes this really, really interesting. And it's because, I think a big part for me is just the character design. It's like, I want to know more about these characters based on the way that they look. Cool costumes can go a long way in comic books and do big things for a character. Yeah, I think uh, next issue we'll find out a bit about who the Immortal Men are and maybe go from there. So, this one is one that you're interested in picking up the trade for. Yeah. Yeah. This one for me is I'll pick up the trade, and it's one that I'm excited for to so, see the first story arc. So, I, I might be selling a little shy. Like, I have decided as a weekly comic purchaser, and Alex and I were just talking about this, that I don't want to necessarily pick up all these hero books. I would rather pick up original stuff. Not saying that this isn't an original stuff, but it's, it's by DC, and... I want to shy away from the hero stuff and, and really give back to some of the uh, the creators out there and uh, really go into new territory. But that being said, I'm still picking up trades and stuff that I like. 
I'm just not picking them up on a weekly basis. So I don't know that I'm going to buy this one on a weekly basis, but that doesn't mean that I won't pick up the trade. Definitely still interested. Just wanted to clarify my thoughts. Yeah, I really thought, I thought this might have been probably the third or fourth overall strongest book in all of the New Age of Heroes. Oh yeah, it was definitely in the top half. So the last one we're going to talk about is The Curse of Brimstone, written by Justin Jordan with art by Philip Tan. You Holy think? shit, the art is insane in this one. Yeah, I love the art. I, I thought this was a book where the art matched the tone of the story so well, or the or even so much that the art elevated the story. Like it brought another it brought depth to it that maybe wouldn't have been there with another artist. Yeah, you get a run downtown in I think West Virginia or Virginia, and it's absolutely insane. It looks extremely rural. It's not like any old school comic book or new school comic book. It's it's very difficult to describe the art. But check it out. And the story is very interesting, too. Um, it deals with the devil, I think. And the devil turns the main character, who's just kind of down on his luck, and he's got a beat-up truck, and his dad is uh, disabled, and his sister's trying to be a nurse and working at a diner. And they're in debt. And they're, oh, yeah, they definitely have debt. He just yeah. wants to get out of this town and make everybody there better, but he knows that it's a there's nothing going on in this town. So he just wants to make it better make it more popular for everybody that lives there and he makes a deal with the devil unknowingly and i and becomes brimstone at the very, very and what's end. interesting is what like matt says all that stuff about him making a deal with the devil becoming brimstone that doesn't happen until the last couple pages this is literally just a story about yeah. a guy who's down on his luck and, and just in a unfortunate situation due to what he was born into and due to some bad luck for his family so but like and unlike the other books even without like a lot of action or a lot of like hero stuff. I I cared about this character. Oh yeah, yeah. I was interested to see where he's going. I wanted to know more about him and his family and what he's going to do. Yeah, what happened to their mom? There, there's no mom in sight. Yeah. Maybe they talked. Maybe they said she was dead. I don't know. Or maybe she left. I don't give a shit. But I want to. I want to know more about this. Yeah, and essentially the deal was because he basically he he decides to leave, abandon his family because he's tired of it. Um. And he says, basically says, I'll do anything to, to get out of this, which is what leads us to him becoming Brimstone. Now, this one is one that I might actually pick up on a weekly basis. After everything I just said, and not picking up DC stuff, this one doesn't strike me as hero or anti-hero. It just strikes me as a very interesting concept. We have three team books that we just talked about, and then we have something very different and very unique. Yeah, this was what I, this was two what. I, I, I think it's interesting. It's the only, like you just mentioned, non-team book out of all these books. And I think we can both say that we liked it the best out of the second half of, new, of the DC Age of Heroes. Probably because there's time to develop character. Exactly. Like, he didn't spend a bunch of time uh, trying to shoo in all these other characters, trying to have... There wasn't a big action battle, which is weird because that, because that can kill a lot of comics with the first issue. But it worked. With competent writing and fantastic art, it worked. And maybe it too is because... It was just a change of pace. After Is there reading it. a single moment of action in this entire book? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's basically whenever he changes into brimstone. That's uh, not really, in my yeah. opinion, like an no, action. There's not like an action like scene, but like if that like happened like on like the screen, like it'd be a big moment. He got yeah, he got turned into brimstone, whatever that is. Yeah. They don't tell us, but we assume his name's brimstone too, just because the book's <laughs> called The Curse of Brimstone. I think he says at the end, like the devil tells him that his name is Brimstone. But, anywho. And, like, we have no idea what... And, basically, he's... 
why he gets changed him into is to make him an agent, an agent to do his bidding. Uh, but as to uh, what his powers are going to be, what his limitations, if he's forever stuck and transformed that way, or he can change back to his old self, we have no idea. But we're excited to find out. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Out of uh, probably this book, which probably has combined uh, the least big names, or the, or they're less well known compared to the names in the other books. This one was the strongest one out there. Oh, without a doubt. And all these books, from what I thought I knew, they're all from the pages of of metal. But I don't see how any of these really relate to the the events of metal very much. I think, um, what was it? I think it was Immortal Men. No, it was The Unexpected where the, I think some people got their powers from the events of metal, but and it largely didn't tie The Immortal tie Men in. had the Joker who laughs with the Robins. I mean, even still, like it didn't, it didn't really tie in in any sort of way. Like, oh, they got their powers because this one thing happened. Yeah, I know on New Challengers, like they said, the main character, like she was off, she was saving people, like saving their lives in a medical way during the events of metal. But that doesn't really tell you anything. No, they weren't actually from the pages of metal. They just happened to mention the events that happened in these books. Yeah, that's why I'm curious how... I, I couldn't pick up any tie-ins to metal and brimstone. Could you? No, not one. But so, I, didn't, I didn't need one. It was yeah. entirely its own thing. And, I, and it might have, might do better for the book because I guarantee you people... I mean, like, they'll really pick it up because it was tied in part of the series. Yeah. So, I mean, that's guaranteed to get more readers for that first issue because of that alone. Yeah, and I think there's... um, And let me just say that of all the new age stuff that we started looking at, I picked up a few more issues from the, from the first podcast, the terrifics and the silencer. I think those are my two favorites and I already stopped reading them. Um, I might, I might read silencer some more when the trades come out, but this is going to be one that I'm definitely curious to, to go and read is the curse of brimstone. So it might be my favorite out of all eight it's got a great cover, too. It's a very striking cover. It's, uh, I don't like the cover that much. Really, I like it. It's brimstone. It's fucking form. It reminds me of that very, like, very, like, 90s uh, style cover. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I think it's a, a cool style, but it's not, like, my ideal. I like more of an indie vibe, but to each their own. So, Alex, if we were to do a, uh, a New Age of Heroes comic book, I need you to create your own your own comic book hero. I will do the same. And I will tell you that I have not thought about this at all. Uh, And then I want to do an impromptu um, battle between our two people that we have just created. Uh, And like I said, I have not thought that thought about this at all. I have no idea who my person is going to be or who I create. It might just be a 39 foot basketball player who can dunk on the world. I don't know. So you might um, take a second to think about that if you want. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are if you are that ready, go ahead and give me your your hero's name and tell me a little bit about them. Uh, mine's called Blotto. Blotto. Uh huh. B L O T T O. Yes. Okay. And he has the power to drink as much as he wants and never get drunk. Basically, he goes around winning money and drinking contests across the world. Or avoiding fights by telling people to drinking contests. Okay. And he also uncovers date rapist. <laughs> Is he the guy behind the whole Brock Turner thing? He can be. He can be. <laughs> it's a whole new story arc. Oh, man. That's that's a really good one. 
Okay, uh, what happens in the in the first issue with Blotto? How do you how do you kick this series off? Well, he's at a frat party, and he is um, the reigning champion of Flip Cup. <laughs> he's playing by himself against the entire fraternity. Okay, and it's game one hundred, and uh, he's acting way drunker than he is. He's basically he's he's rope doping them. Okay, uh, and he finally agrees. But if he wins this game, and mind you, he has 100 cups lined up, and they're all pretty drunk too, but they're combined, they believe that their combined sobriety is more than this one man's, and if he wins this game, they have to sign the deed over to the house to him. He wins, they send the deed over to the house, now has his headquarters, Blotto Inc. is where he's going to fight all alcohol-related crimes. Not anti-alcohol, because he is favored, because if alcohol, if probation ever happened... Then he also loses power, which of course also steps into this hidden evil group who's trying to bring prohibition back because they want to stop Blotto. I love it. Yeah. Can you sign me up? Can I like? Can I put that on my pull list? Go right ahead. Done. Uh, image DC. I'm taking deals. <laughs> uh, even uh, highlights for kids. Uh, I'll, I'll put it on there. I love it. Uh, my superhero is just called the Fist. And it is just a gigantic fist. A man fell into a radioactive vat of um, doll hands and has just turned into a giant fist. You do. Yeah. Radioactive doll hands are a problem across this country. (laughs) It happens more often than you would think. Billions of people die every day from radioactive doll hand vats. (laughs) (laughs) I shudder to think. uh, So what happened in the first issue? I actually ran in a 5K for... Dull hand <laughs> awareness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's just a giant fist, and and he fists crime. That's okay. his motto. I'm gonna fist you crime. He would be the most intimidating rock paper scissors player of all time. Even if I won, I, I'd want to lose. Like it'd be the first player. I'm like, please, please throw rock while I throw scissors, please. Uh, he actually. That's how the the comic book starts. He's wearing a bandana in an '80s style uh, arm wrestling competition. Uh, but it's rock, paper, scissors instead of actual arm wrestling. Does he try to petition the NFL to change the regulation football to paper football so he can kick field goals? He doesn't, but he, I can tell you, stands for the national anthem every time. Wow. Without fail. So, uh, this is a right leaning hero. Yeah. It's a very political book. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those, uh, that bandana he's wearing, it's red, white, and blue, baby. These colors don't run. How could a fist wear a bandana? <laughs> don't worry about it. However you first picture a fist wearing a bandana, that's how it's wearing it. Well, I'm sure there will be some alt-right publication who will be reaching yeah. out right now to you. <laughs> Good. Uh, and his tagline is, uh, take a bite out of crime. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me. Or do. I don't care. Sure. Why is his tagline, take a bite out of crime? Alex, I didn't actually have a reason. I was hoping you wouldn't ask. Well, <laughs> so, okay, no, no, you're not done yet. Uh-huh. This this ridiculousness is not finished. We have to have a uh, hero battle between okay. the Fist and Blotto. Okay. Um, well, Blotto wins because it <laughs> takes place in a, in a building that says no shirt, no shoes, no service. And being a giant hand, he can't wear any of those things. You might think that, uh, but... But somehow the fist has managed to put a shirt over one finger, a pair of pants over another, and two shoes on the other, on the other two fingers. And with his thumb, 
He's just beating your guy senseless <laughs> in the face. Vlado is no match for the fist. That's another good thing, too. I mean, the fist would just be probably the best at uh, thumb wrestling. There's a bunch of side hustles that he could get into. Uh, I forgot to tell you, but the, the fist can magically snap his fingers and make his enemy fall asleep. So that happens. That's, that's a nice power. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I can't believe I forgot to tell you about yeah. that, but it's just something that he okay. does. The fifth win. <laughs> Blotto is a short one-issue series. Second-issue crossover with the fifth, and he dies. Yep. The fifth uh, reigns supreme. <laughs> well, think about wraps it up for this week's Intern of Comics. You don't want to talk more about this? I think next week we'll be talking about season two of Luke Cage. But until then, you can email us at henchmanofcomics at gmail.com. Uh, you can really appreciate the hard work that goes into watching 13 episodes of something in three days, like Alex and I are going to attempt to do. Actually, I think that's just me, because I'm going to be on vacation. Yeah, it's just you. Just me. I'm going to try and, and power through in three days. Uh, I guess you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Uh, you can find us on LinkedIn uh, individually. If you want to hire Alex or myself for a job, we will not do it because we have jobs of our own. Um, I'm going to be out of town in LA, in LA, so if you have any uh, cool comic stuff to do in LA, just let me know. For the Minute Comics, I'm Alex Eschbeck. And I'm the Fist. Henshin ain't easy. <laughs>